0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans.
1: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 10 randomly selected questions. One person's reputation on the line.
0: This is... Trampled Bet Versus. The Lockdown Football Quiz with John Walker. Today's competitor is... I'm Joel from the Offensive Podcast...
1: Joe, I was buzzing when I think it was Anne or Jim Salverson that tagged you in this because I am one of the mental people. I'm not quite as mental as the the Ashwood ultras, but I am mad for this show. This show is filling a space in my heart that was deserted when Dream Team stopped being made. Okay, oh, thank you, mate. That's very kind. I I, I, listened, I was I was kind of lucky. I met Anne, um maybe about eight months ago. So you said already on the full first season. So Mm. I had the pleasure of treating you like a Netflix series I'd never found. I was just able to sit and work one day for 10 hours and just binge the whole first season.
0: That's really good going that 10 hours. Yeah, you've done well there. Someone did something crazy the other day. Bear in mind, we're nearly 80 episodes now. Someone did it in two
1: days, which is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. So if for some reason somebody's listening to this quiz, can you just explain to people what your podcast is?
0: Yeah, so the offensive is a mockumentary. um, You've put it well there. It's kind of like Dream Team. It follows a fictional Premier League club um, and we run it in sync with the Premier League season. So one week they'll play a real Premier League team. The next week they'll play another real Premier League team. Uh, The real season, as you know, it is going on around them. Liverpool are still 25 points clear in their their season. And yeah, it's, um, like you say, been described as Dream Team. A bit of the thick of it. A bit of Sunderland till I die. A bit of everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is. the more I watch Sunderland Until I Die and listen to your podcast, it, it's kind of hard. It's like the Donald Trump, it's kind of hard to break between fiction and reality.
0: Yeah, it's annoying. And sometimes I watch Sunderland Until I Die and think, oh, we should have done that.
1: <laughs> Aye, <laughs> Woody <laughs> was good enough, but nobody thought of Martin Bain. I <laughs> know, it's annoying, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> um, I like, so there shouldn't be any spoilers because these episodes are all out. I really like that you guys are continuing as football came back
0: yeah it's there's a
1: few creative interesting
0: decisions as to why that's happened and then there's a really boring practical decision as to why that's happened i work in football and the premier league keep threatening this like we're gonna play you know a team will play three games a week and we'll rush through the rest of the season in four weeks and we'll do it all in july if that happens i am going to be so busy at work (laughs) <laughs> that i am not going to be working on my show so uh, that's the boring practical answer the creative answer is i think it's much 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 more interesting than 15 episodes about the coronavirus
1: as it is, it is and i think the the corona stuff you guys done was absolutely amazing i have to say though recently my favorite episode uh was crying laughing on sunday uh, sunday up here was a fantastic sunny day and i was having a beer outside my garden and it was the intro to the Saudi buyout of Newcastle.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that laughed. that material writes itself, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: I've never laughed so hard at a two-minute intro of anything, I think. <laughs> um, it was, uh, anyone anyone who's for some reason listening to this and hasn't listened to the offensive podcast, please go listen to it. It's, it's just fucking amazing. I've compared it to Dream Team there, and you've talked about uh, The Thick of It, which is an R show that I'm absolutely obsessed with. Was this ever done with the aim to be on TV or was it always podcast? Um, no, it was, it was TV. I suppose like thinking big,
0: um, you know, like you do when you start a project that it, it wasn't TV and I, and I had a video demo and I did, I did make it and I didn't, uh, I didn't love it really. And uh, and it kind of went to the back of my mind and it was only when Adam Jarrell, who's the co-creator on this, he had his own podcast and Somebody made a comment, a writer in the industry made a comment reading the script when it was sort of bouncing around TV that um, there's no visual gags in it. I think he might have been slagging it off, to be honest. (laughs) Um, He said, there's no visual gags in it. And I thought, oh, my God, there's no visual gags in it. So then uh, when we did it as a podcast and I wrote episode two and said it at Vicarage Road, it's like, if I tried to set a show at Vicarage Road or, you know, any Premier League stadium, it would cost me about 100 grand to get the episode off the ground. Yeah. So now, you know, I I, I can't think of it of any in any other form than um, podcasting, really.
1: Yeah. We, do you think it's something that if it grew arms and legs, you would try and put it back? Or are you so happy with the way it's received on podcast?
0: Yeah, I was saying this to someone the other day. I think it would be, I'd have to it would be scaled down, which is weird. It's a strange thing to say, Whereas TV is supposed to get sort of bigger and then film is supposed to get even bigger than that. But I guess, you know, the original script was all set in the offices of the club and it was about the chief executive and the sporting director and the head of communications um, because I knew the limits of TV, but also I didn't want to touch players and coaches because I always think, um, unfortunately, I'm not picking out any examples. I always find that it's been done quite badly because we know football so well. We watch, you know, as a football fan, you probably watch about four or five hours of football a week. So you know, it sort of like forensically, and then you'll see something like a Gillette commercial and you'd be like, what teams are these? What numbers he? And he would do like an overhead kick in slow motion. You'd be like, he's never going to be able to connect with that. And it, we're just so unconvinced by it um, that I just didn't want to touch players, coaches. And I, I do sort of mess around with the hiring and firing of managers, but we stuck with the boardroom and it's been much more fun, I think.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I can't, I can't praise it highly enough. I just, that and on the left side, I'll just my two favorite, my two favorite podcasts, just because they're a totally different slant on anything. But um, the, the thing I was going to say was, I on the Patreon. I absolutely love this. It's, I'm assuming this, I mean, this isn't, it doesn't feel like this is an original insult, but I think mm. that you, you've got a package on your Patreon for buying, a load of merchandise and you sort of called it the purest package. I think that's the greatest yeah. I've ever heard used to someone. <laughs> I've got a friend that goes to football matches with me and that, down to Arsenal games, and he has an Arsenal top, an Arsenal zipper and an Arsenal hat and an Arsenal scarf. And that that is what one of my mates called him.
0: I always think when we gave it the name of that, we was like, are we going to put people off by calling <laughs> this? But funny enough, if, if we get like... Um, I think we're, I'm not going to say the show's big in the US, but we have a decent size following in the US. If we get orders from the US and Australia, it's nearly always full Kit Wanker, which is home shirt and an away shirt, or it's the Pueless package, which is just everything. Yeah. Because obviously they want a, the delivery costs to make amends.
1: Yeah, so you said you were an Exeter fan. Yeah. So unfortunately, I don't have any Exeter questions. That's okay. So that, I, I understand. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the only bit I feel like I, I've let myself down on. Um, But I will just explain. So you are the ninth contestant. What we've done is taken four categories, which is World Cups, European Championships, European Cup competitions and British football. And there are 25 questions from each and they are randomly assorted one to 100. After somebody's done one, I change the order again to avoid anyone just saying pick number six. Um, But it has resulted in like, I think only like 20% of the questions have been used over the eight podcasts. So the same questions keep appearing, and I don't know why. I'm beginning to think I should maybe just have kept the numbers the way they were. (laughs) But um, it's just as we go. You just pick the numbers as you go, and I'll select it from the spreadsheet, and you just answer it. So I'm picking any number between 1 and 100? Yep. Okay, what's your first number?
0: I'm going to go 51. No idea why I've said that.
1: Fifty-one, and this one was up earlier as well Jesus Christ right in 1995 Eric Cantona kicked a fan and was subsequently banned for football for nine months at whose ground was it at so I'll accept the ground or the uh, team
0: Uh, Selhurst
1: Park that is correct I would have accepted Crystal Palace as well but one for one what's your second question Uh,
0: 22
1: Oh, oh it's a new one this feels like a lottery ball situation it's the first time it's come out this year Um, who came runner-up at Euro 2008? Oh, there's a question. What I've noticed by doing these quizzes and watching stuff on the UEFA channels going backwards, there's so many tournaments that I forgot even happened. Yeah. And Euro, Euro, I remember Euro 2008 being one that I loved Russia at. Yeah. I watched Shavin in the Champions League a couple of seasons prior to that and he was meant to be joining Arsenal that summer and I was obsessed with watching them but when they went out I kind of lost interest. Do you know what? You, this is not an excuse, right? Um, I I was
0: travelling New Zealand when this tournament was on, and uh, it was. Can you figure my out? Mind, what was it? My mind wasn't that clear. Um, I think it was Greece, wasn't it? Is that Portugal, the runners up.
1: No, the the runners up were Germany. So it was a couple oh. of Spain's back to back European Championships. Of oh, course, Canada. it was. Uh, Fernando Torres, a wee chip over Oliver Kahn very early on to win the game.
0: Of course.
1: So you're one for two. You're still... I I won't tell you until we get to the end what the high score is, but you can still be top.
0: That's good news. I'll go number 89.
1: 89. Borussia Dortmund and Legia Warsaw played out a Champions League record 12-goal match two seasons ago. What was the final score in that match? 12-goal match. What was the final score? I think
0: it was seven five
1: Dortmund. The final score was Dortmund eight, Lesja Wasser four. That's an abs- That's a cracking game, that isn't it? I haven't even I hadn't even seen it. I only seen um, it was on UEFA's channel. It was two two goals for peace checking that game, and it said it finished eight four. And I was like, I don't even remember that game. <laughs> this is where all my questions have come from. All my questions have just come from sitting about on Twitter, watching all these UEFA feeds. That's great I don't remember the game I remember
0: the I remember seeing a tweet about it so I've kind of regurgitated it as you had
1: Okay number four
0: I'll go question I'll go number
1: nine In, 90, in season 97-98 which team won the English and Scottish Premier League half a point for each team so 97-98 which team won the English League and which team won the Scottish League
0: English was Arsenal Yep, Scottish. I mean, shall I flip a coin? <laughs> um, I'll go Rangers.
1: It was actually Celtic. Oh, it was a flip of the coin, technically, but on the basis that Rangers were actually going for ten in a row that year. Oh, nice! And they've they obviously failed, and that, that's it's stuck obviously in my mind.
0: <laughs>
1: um, I'll go.
0: I'll go for number 100.
1: This depends on what your knowledge of Scottish football is. Which team competed in the 2006 Scottish Cup final, despite previously having played in the English non-league? Oh, that's an interesting one. So they played in the English non-leagues in 99 and transferred to Scotland and made it all the way to the Scottish Cup final seven years later.
0: I'm assuming we're dealing with the geography situation here. (laughs) So I'll go uh, Gretna. That is Gretna. Yeah, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would I have been, if I had missed that, would I have been rock bottom?
1: Uh, no, no, my co-host got two out of ten. Okay. Okay, that's fine. You're already cannot be relegated.
0: <laughs> that's what I want to know.
1: Um question six. I'll go thirty-four. This is a tricky one. Who were the joint top scorers at Euro 2000? Hmm. Euro
0: 2000.
1: I don't know why, but... um, So half a... Sorry, sorry, I need to be clear. Sorry, it's a joint top scorer. Sorry. So it's half a half point joint, for each person. Sorry. So Euro 2000 in Holland and Belgium.
0: I don't know where this is coming from, John, but I'm going to go David Trezeguet, <laughs> and um, I'll go with Luca Tony. It's
1: neither, so that's a shame. Um, Patrick Kluivert was the top scorer for the home nation. Oh, with five, but Savo Milosevic of Aston Villa at the time was good for top him, top goal scorer after pounding on five in the the group stages. Good for him. <laughs> Trying to fix that
0: surname in history. <laughs> um, what, what? I'll go with number 41.
1: What's interesting right, okay, here we go. In 1994, which player scored their own goal to knock out his country and was later assassinated upon his return? Half a point for the nation and half a point for the surname of the player. So glad you said Surname
0: because I believe his surname's Escobar and it was for Colombia.
1: That is indeed. Thank God for that. That's three and a half. Oh,
0: and this- yeah, I always get confused whether it was someone who knew Pablo Escobar that <laughs> shot him, because it sounds like something that his, one of his mates would do.
1: Yeah, and that, that was... That was almost, I almost almost gave you the answer. see the problem with doing this as a kind of back and forth chat was when you mentioned that Milosevic was trying to change that name, I went, oh, this is interesting, the question <laughs> you got, and then I had to stop instantly. <laughs> the namesakes of Mass Murderer's Quiz. <laughs> <laughs> what is the next
0: one? So you're on number eight. Um, I'll go 77.
1: 77. Who was Germany's captain at Euro 96? Who lifted the trophy at Euro 96?
0: I think I might be too early here because I think it might be one of the really old ones at the time. But I'll go Matthias.
1: to Matthias. No, it was Jürgen Klinsmann was the captain of that tournament. Oh,
0: was he? Yeah. Bloody hell.
1: I had the same as you when I'd done that quiz and got that exact answer and said that confidently, that it was definitely... Yeah. Me. I just I just think of
0: Mateus being... Was he subbed off in the 99 final for Bayern?
1: God, uh, that's, that's... Hey, Joe, this isn't my quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just confidently just, have all just, my knowledge in front of me.
0: Just think, I just have an image of him for some reason looking really pissed off on the bench for understandable reasons. Um, I'm I've gone for number one hundred, so let's go for number one.
1: Who so far is the only player to win the Champions League playing for three different clubs?
0: Oh, that's going to bug me.
1: I don't think I'm going to get this one. <laughs> this this is this 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 is one that appears on. Annoying quizzes a lot, and I think I only know it because of that.
0: Yeah, because there's a guy that's bloody close. Um, uh, how long have I got to think about it?
1: I mean, we we can seamlessly pull it together and seem like you thought of the answer in seconds, and everyone's going to be really impressed.
0: Yeah, if you could do that with all my answers, <laughs> <laughs> just straight away, even the wrong ones. Um, I don't think this is right, but I'll go with Figo.
1: It's Clarence Sadoff. Balls. One with Ajax, Real Madrid and AC Milan. Ah. Uh, so you're on three and a half out of nine. Not dreadful. Nope, not good. Nope, you, you would be fifth bottom just now.
0: Oh, lovely. Mid table. Mid um, Let's go with number 12.
1: Okay, so this is more trivia because this is going to be a bit further back than normal. In 1986, Scotland played Uruguay and the fixture is still known to date for which record? Is it A, fastest goal by a substitute? B, earliest substitute at a World Cup? C, fastest penalty given at a World Cup? Or D, fastest red card at a World Cup? I'm going to go with D. That is the correct answer. Uruguay's Jose Batista was sent off after 56 seconds for an altercation with Gordon Strachan. (laughs) <laughs> but you had a few of them i mean four and a half is not bad at all like that's judging, good I'm judging by what i'm getting i think there's only two above you just now yeah two above you the six and a half and seven out of ten somebody's on just now wow they've done well yeah but also it's really tricky like people are getting questions that seem to just fall into a lap with a it's um I'm getting a wee bit of the, the, the slum, like a really, really disappointing version of Slumdog Millionaire, where they can always yeah. like, live the story as to how they remember the, the answer. <laughs> Give you slightly, a big monologue. Yeah, getting slightly suspicious of people as well. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate you joining me. So I'm quite interested. I'm not going to ask you for the future of Ashwood City. Right? I will say one thing. Have you guys come across a song up here performed by a band that are fans of Partick Thistle. No. So there's a podcast up here called The View from the Terrace. It's become a really popular podcast. And they moved on to um, BBC, BBC Scotland, on a Friday night. And what they were doing was they were inviting fans on to record a, a club song, either one written by them or one that was famous for the club. And Partick Thistle came on, it was a fan. I can't remember the name of the band. It's going to haunt me now if I don't plug it, but I'll post this song at some point. Um, And it's a really catchy, um, they just sing Partick, T-H-I-S-T-L-E, and it's really, really catchy. And I first heard it, and I couldn't stop singing it around my partner. And it was driving her mental because she was in work singing it, and then everyone in work started singing it. And and, and all I've been able to sing on these Zoom quizzes that I've been doing with all my pals is the line, Better Than Gillingham. And all my friends are just raging with me now. <laughs> they even, they've not even listened yet, and they can't stop singing this Ashwood City song. Which, folk, if you go and sign up to the Patreon, you can listen to. Um, it's absolutely <laughs>
0: it's a very popular song. We've we've got we we've had another song in a recent episode that was also really popular as well. It's almost we might as well get an album together at this rate.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, it could be like um, the David Brent football album. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like we're going to.
0: Just the most uncomfortable tone deaf songs.
1: Yeah, and the other the other thing I was loving about this was see how the way the season set up. If UEFA do not continue. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want you to answer this. Really, I just want to put forward my opinion. As if UEFA agree to discontinue the Europa League and Champions League, and you continue with the story, and Ashford City going to win the Europa League, you will be the only team that ever won the Europa League in this year.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's a good point. We'd get on people's
1: pub quiz we'd get in their wrong pub quiz answers, but at least we would get written down. <laughs> it would be it would be funny to enjoy. I mean I'm a, I'm annoyed. I'm a bit annoyed that you wrote in a, a double header win over Rangers, to be honest, in the Europa League group stages, but it was enjoyable nonetheless. Um but I honestly really appreciate your time. I know you've been with your kid all day. Um, and I know you're busy with, with everything you're doing, but thank you so much for coming doing this. It's been amazing. Um, just it's an absolute a... pleasure. Pleasure, John. Thank you for having me. No, no, not a problem, not a problem. Um, I look forward to your QA on Patreon. Is it Thursday you said? Um no, we'd we i am doing one in May. Adam's done one in April. Yeah.
0: I'm we're going we speaking to Ant McGinley on Thursday. I don't know I don't know if that's live. I don't know how he does it. Um but yeah, I think he's gonna try and get myself and Adam on.
1: Right, cool. Well I'll be I'm I'm with Ant tomorrow on He's, he's not been on yet. So him and Jim are both to come on. So I'll ask him what he's doing for that then. But um, I'll let you go and enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you very much for this. Great stuff. Cheers, John. Thank you, mate. to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This podcast was written and produced by John Walker and Gary Black. For more of our podcast, please visit tramplebet.com.